are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Ms. Shannon, very excited to join you this week. And we always have some fantastic advice. We just talk you through some of the uh, the pitfalls and the things that we deal with here in life, courtesy of our rotating panel of experts here. And so helping us out today, one of the amazing licensed therapists and certified counselors from Care Counseling. Uh, you, hello, 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 Miss Amy Babcock. Hello. Good to see you again. It's always just a pleasure. Just like you light up a room when you walk in. Oh, so do you. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. I'm, I'm always so excited to be here and to see you and to get to do this with you. Oh, thank you. Um, I will go ahead and say this is one of my like, I'm ethically bound to say this. I'm not licensed quite yet. I'm oh, so enough. close. Gotcha. But I'm not quite there yet. Okay, well we will still, you still are much more expertise in these particular topics than I am and we're going to talk about a lot of things that people might be doing uh, going through right now. We're also available to take your calls. You can call us at 651-641-1071 that's 651-641-1071 I do want to also remind people we give, uh, we really do um have some good discussions when we have our friends from Care Counseling in. And it might sound like very specific advice for you. It is not. This is general psychological information. Uh, it does not constitute a relationship. So we please uh, encourage you that your situations are unique, you are special, and we encourage you to go out there and start your own relationship. And that might be with some of the folks over at Care Counseling because you do have a variety of things that you work on um, over there. And so I always appreciate being able to go to you and all of your counterparts as a resource when you want to talk about these things. And today we're going to talk about something that I, I always think is interesting. And I'm always glad to have this conversation with you in particular, Amy, is because you are, you know, you work a lot with not only kids, but you also work in the, the, the realm of grief. And so we're going to talk about ambiguous grief today. And before we get into, you know, I, I think we should probably should start with a baseline. So do you have like a definition we can give all of our my talkers for what we're going to cover today and what ambiguous grief is? Yeah. So ambiguous grief comes when there's a loss. And the definition that we have for ambiguous grief is just a loss that occurs um, without clarity, without understanding, without resolution. Right. right. So these are losses that oftentimes leave us with big emotions mm -hmm. that we don't understand and that we feel like we're questioning, like, what happened? Right. What's still going on? Why and, am I feeling this way now? And I'm glad we're putting a name on it because I think part of when we discuss things like ambiguous grief is I'm sad or I'm feeling feels, I'm not sure what they are. And we know, and we've talked about this before with your other counterparts from care, that if we can't put a name on it, it's very difficult to navigate it. And so when we're talking about grief in some of these realms, it may be even difficult for you to realize that what you're doing is grieving. Because if it's not, you know, and we're going to cover some of this well today, you know, we've talked about just grief in general. Like if you were dealing with something that, you know, like a death, you know, you go, OK, it would be, you know, I can see why anybody who is dealing with this particular situation would be going through the process of handling their grief. Um, but if we're talking about some of these other things, it may not be as black and white. Yeah, definitely. So ambiguous loss is definitely different than what we would say is anticipated loss. Right. right. Anticipated loss is one of those things we can 
we can see coming, we can prepare for it, we can know that it's coming, right? Grandma's really sick. This is what's going on. This right. is what's going to happen. And then grandma passes away, right? Right. So that's one of those things that we can anticipate and we know what's going to happen. Ambiguous loss is much more sudden oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And it's something like maybe all of a sudden a pet starts throwing up and they get really sick. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that COVID in itself has been somewhat of a huge ambiguous loss process. Right. Right. Becoming a mom. Yes, a parent to some extent is an ambiguous loss process. There's a lot of different things that we can relate to that. Right. And I wonder, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So let's, let's figure out what we should decode first. Okay. Cause we're going to hit a bunch of things today. So let's start with the, I, 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 just because you and I are both moms, let's wrap up on moms. Cause I think that people are like, what, you know, how would you be grieving? And why is there a, di- a big, I think it's very valid that we need to hit on what you might be as a mom or as a parent going, no, 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 no. You might be going through the process of grief as well as Happy as kids may make you, yeah. there are still lots of things that you have to like process. Yeah. So let's start with, you know, what we are still being impacted by day to day, the COVID-19 okay. things. And so that's probably the easiest one to handle as, as complex as the scenario is. <laughs> it might be the easiest one to handle based upon what we're dealing with. And I'm glad that we get to bring this up first, because I think it's it, it also is good to acknowledge that all of these other things we're going to talk about after we go into the weeds of COVID-19 and how and what we might be uh, grieving as far as it's concerned. All of the things that we're going to cover also in the show, they were happening as well before. And so we're still dealing with all of those things that were part of our quote unquote old normal. And now we have this new overlay of COVID-19 on top of it. So I think it's also, you know, fair to say to tell all of our impact, all of our my talkers, if you feel impacted by this, you are not alone. No, definitely not. We are all feeling some sort of loss. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that COVID-19 has impacted parents and families in a lot of different ways. Right. right? Mm -hmm. I think that it, it stretches not just to parents, but even like, hey, we can't go see grandma and grandpa right now. Right. um, Because mommy and daddy still have to go to work, which means that we can't go see grandma and grandpa because we don't want them getting sick. Right. You're in daycare. Mm -hmm. We have to be really careful, right? Right. We can't go to playgrounds. Right. We can't, (laughs) all this. And I I think I I wrote down the word freedom, but I don't know if that's the right word. Part of Mm -hmm. me is thinking that independence. Right. That would make sense. Mm Mm-hmm that we could use for it. Cause I, I think that we still have the freedom to do what we choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what choices are we going to make? Exactly. Right? So I think that just independence and in where we want to go and things that we would normally do, right? Like normally in the summer we could go to a water park, right? Normally in the summer we could go to the science museum and mm-hmm. that's super fun. Normally in the summer we can do all these different things, but right now with everything going on, we can go in our backyard. Right. And I think that <laughs> explaining that sense of loss when it's it, you know, it's it's impacting you enough as a parent, but trying to articulate that to your kids. Like that's been a very difficult thing for me to explain to my son for multiple reasons of why we're not doing these things or why we can't go to this place that he wants to go. And I'm, you know, and I know he's sick of me saying it's closed and I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy, I can't do anything about it. You know? So, you know, I get it that he doesn't understand in the grand scheme of the world while these things are, are happening and it's going on long enough that it's, it's been just long enough that I think that it's wearing on people. 
You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that brings up another loss that I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think about, right? But it's lo- loss of like the will to fight to some extent, right? right? Like my son has so much screen time right now, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Like we've gotten to the point where we're like, well, if you're going to be home this much, like we can go from cars to, hey, do you want to play your your Daniel Tiger game? Right. right? Like, we can we can do that. Right. Um, because right now with the limit on things that we can do, it means that we're saying yes to other things. Right. And it's I'm so glad you brought that up because I do think that we it is a sense of loss as a parent, too, of what was the structure that I was using to have all of these things happen? And, you know, how can I tell you? You can't or why am I telling you that you can't when before we had a good reason where it's like it's going to cause behaviors, it's going to this and might still be doing all of that. But, you know, some of the behaviors, I think, have gone away because there's additional stressors that he's not having right now. Like, okay, he didn't really like school. I knew school was good for him. So we went, but he didn't necessarily enjoy it. Now he gets to do what he enjoys, which is kind of just I mean, he's 12. He's a preteen who also happens to be autistic, but he's mostly a preteen. He's like, if I if you leave me alone. With my phone in my room, I'm good. I'm going, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I think that you're saying structure, right? Mm-hmm. I think that structure and routine is something that has kind of flown out, too. I've heard so many people say, like, well, my kid is just staying up till 11 o'clock at night because why not? They don't right. have to go anywhere. Right. School doesn't start till 9 o'clock now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's definitely something, too. How How do we... And and we'll talk about this later on, of course, right? When we talk about just like, so what do we do with ambiguous loss? Right. But just how do we incorporate those things that were so important, right? Kids, we know that kids thrive on structure and routine and they they thrive on consistency. Mm-hmm. And so how do we bring those things in with something like COVID-19 looming over us all? Right. Well, we are going to continue this conversation on ambiguous grief and loss, courtesy of our friend Amy Babcock from Care Counseling. You can also be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back here on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Ms. Shannon here with Amy Babcock from Care Counseling. Always want to remind you that you can be part of The Mom Show by calling 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We're talking about ambiguous grief and loss today. So we're talking about that. I don't feel what I used to feel like maybe I'm feeling sad. Maybe you're noticing all of the normal things that happen when we're feeling anxiety or depression, but it's, it's even uh, exacerbated right now with everything that's going on because we do have multiple layers. And so Amy, we were talking about the, you know, the extra stressors that we have because of COVID-19 and that it is fair to go. What you're experiencing is a loss. And of course, if you have some sort of loss, there are all the steps that you would go through as you're grieving those things. And, and we were talking uh, during the break, since we're both moms, just that loss of what it was going to be like in your head as a mom. (laughs) I mean, I think we deal with that a lot of times anyway, because as human beings, we create this construct of it's going to look this way. And a lot of times that doesn't happen anyway, but now it, Extra isn't doing any of those things. We have a real life Instagram versus reality moment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, you might have thought, OK, I'm going to end up I'm going to have my kids and I'm going to be the one that takes them to all these events and they're going to be involved in all these things. And even if you have a young kid, you're like, I'm going to do these ECFE classes and be part of these mom groups and all of these things going on. None of that. None of that right now. You know, it's not the same as, you know, even though we're working on new things. Let's be honest, doing a Zoom parenting group with you and your newborn, 
not the same. No, it's no. not. And that's even like doing, you know, they have those in-person like yoga classes for right? mommy. And, and mommy, baby, baby things, <laughs> all those things you thought you were going to do. All no. those things. Yeah. So COVID and it's even, it's even things like when do I enter now? Right. When right. do I introduce my newborn to their grandparents? Right. When do I introduce them to extended family? When, when do, before it was rushed to this? the photographer, take the tiny yeah. baby pictures, like do I, with them next to like a stuffed animal and then the family comes over. Now, not so much. Yeah, and even the questions of like, what is my delivery going to look like? Right. It's, I think that it brings up lots of feelings. Even thinking about it as a mom, right? Mm-hmm. It, it brings up feelings for me like, oh. That for some reason made me feel a little bit like scared yeah. and it made my chest tight. Like right. even saying it just makes me feel like I want to well up a little bit because mm-hmm. like, of course I would want my my husband there with me mm-hmm. when I deliver. Right. right. And so lots of people are like having this expectation that their partner would go with them. And the, that the fact now a lot of times your partner can't go with you to even like the pre checks yeah. like they might have been. Um, so things do feel a lot more like everything, a lot more isolating right yeah. now. And so when we're advising people as they're feeling these things, how do they recognize what it is that they're feeling? Like you said, you you brought up the example of that tightness in your chest. Mm-hmm. Are there other things that if you're going, I'm feeling X, what is this? Yeah. Are there other things that for sure they might be looking at or, or experiencing during this grieving process that they might not recognize. Yeah. So I think everyone's feelings are going to be different depending mm-hmm. on who they are. Right? right. So I think for me that, that, that tightness in my chest, I can recognize is like nervousness or worry. Right. Right. I know that like feeling like I said, I feel like I might well up. That's like sadness. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that some of the other things that come along with ambiguous grief and loss are confusion. Right. Yes. Fear, anger, Right. I went through that that angry phase. Yeah, I went through that angry phase. I agree with you. I'm going, why am I angry all the time? You know, Mm -hmm. it is hard to, you know, figure out a good way to like if you're a tea kettle, how can you let that steam off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that as a new parent, right, mom, dad, whoever you are as a new parent, it's finding little things. Right. Mm -hmm. So like one of the things that I think I can definitely recognize is something that we grieve is me time. Right. I don't have me time is not a thing. We were no. laughing. We said no, me time it does not, not happen. It was hard. You know, I think you when you were going, OK, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do all the things that they read. Mm-hmm. I read in the magazines, you know, and online. Yeah. I'm going to have structure. I'm going to do all these things. So I will have me time. Mm-hmm. And at one of the favorite little quotes <laughs> that people always tell you as a mom that I really like laugh at because I know it, but I don't do it where they go. It makes you a better parent if you give time to yourself. I've heard that for years. I know all of those things. Do I practice that as often as I should? Absolutely not. You know what? And so being creative is helpful. Right. So I have found, Mm -hmm. right, my husband does not like going to the grocery store. Shopping is not his thing. Right. My me time is going to the grocery store and saying, I'm going to take my time yes. and make sure that I get everything we need. You can actually read labels. Exactly. <laughs> I <laughs> agree I with do you. It, right? I agree with that. I throw out my hair, my headphones. Yeah. And I actually like, I wondered what the ingredients were of this thing. I can read this in price comparison. It's so free. And then you get home and you're like, honey, this has cornstarch in it instead of flour. <laughs> we are amazing. Look how much I crushed it. I agree with you, Amy. Those little things, you're right, do make a big difference and like yeah. figuring out what it is like I I you know I, you know I am like on a diet and my kids on a diet that he doesn't know that he's on because I don't mm. want him to have issues but 
we both need to like lose a couple of pounds or at least him I need to maintain, you know, yeah. kind of thing. I just need to do it. And so, you know, it's not an image thing. It's a health thing. Well, um, yeah. So and, and so I what I've been doing, I'm like, I I hide snacks like I don't want him to be completely deprived. The other day I was deciding I was going to get on my spin bike, Amy, and I went for I was doing a little ride in my where I have my spin bike and he found the snacks and basically was taunting me. <laughs> From across the room as he's eating these snacks in my face. And I'm like, I'm not getting off the bike. This is not my best. This is not my best parenting moment. He's just going to be able to crush those snacks for the next 15 minutes. Because I got to stay on this bike because I need this bike today. I need a minute. Uh, And I'm glad that we, as we have these conversations, and this is always one of the joys with talking to you about this subject, Amy, is that we don't talk about grief from a perspective of, it's a, a negative emotion. You know, we talk about it from a position of it is a a quality human emotion that we need to acknowledge we should have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Grief is normal. Right. Right. Our feelings are normal. Our feelings are there for a reason. We go back to I know that one time when I was here, we talked about even like inside out. Right. Right. It shows mm-hmm. us that all of our feelings serve a purpose. And when they work together that's when they work best. Right. And so I think that it's true of grief too. Grief tells us like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. What's wrong. Right. And I think that it's important to recognize the ways that grief can come up in order to say something's wrong. Right. What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. How do I address that? In right. This moment, right. And I think that it's funny that as we talked just a minute ago too, I was thinking like we also, my husband has one day off during the week And we still take our son to daycare. Yes. And that's his me time, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important to recognize, like, we can't feel guilty in that sense of loss. Like, yes, he's not going to be home. And maybe that's time we could spend with him. But Mm -hmm. also, if we don't spend this time on our own, Mm -hmm. what happens next? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that as we continue this conversation, it is just, you know, uh, just showcasing those little things that, you beat yourself up about, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're a parent or whether you're, you know, or you're not, you know, there's still little things that you sometimes you catch yourself doing it for yourself. And instead of uh, cherishing that moment and championing yourself for being able to do something that's positive for yourself, we beat ourselves up, yeah. you know, and we you, we use it as a chance to go, well, I shouldn't or we feel selfish mm-hmm. instead of going, no, this is good for us in the long run. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, should, should is a trap for shame and guilt. Right. right. Should is just a trap that I'm we're write that down. Right into. Mm-hmm. I should do this. And it's like, well, we could do that. Should you do that? Exactly. Right? Everybody put that on a t-shirt. Should <laughs> is a trap for shame and guilt. Courtesy of our friend Amy Babcock from Care Counseling. We're going to be back and continue this conversation on ambiguous grief and loss as part of the Mom Show on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I am Miss Shannon here with my friend Amy Babcock from Care Counseling. Our phone number is 651-641-1071. That's 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one. We encourage you to be part of the conversation. But I also encourage you, if you have been holding off, maybe getting additional help and you need somebody to talk to, care counseling and care clinics is a great place to start. Um, you have a variety of 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 resources there, uh, Amy, and I always appreciate that, that you guys do a good job of this is a first place to call. Um, and you guys can either find the right 
the right person for them to talk to based upon everybody's you know area of expertise, either at care or you guys are also a great resource if they need to be um, encouraged to talk to somebody else because it's something specific. Yeah, absolutely. I think the cool thing about care counseling is that there's about I think there's about 45 of us on staff. Now, mm-hmm. Right. Which means that if someone came in and they said, Amy, I just don't think you're a good fit for me. I don't right. like you. Mm-hmm. I can say, let's find someone that you do like. Exactly. <laughs> and they can see someone else in the clinic. Even. Right. And I think so. that's really important because I've had friends where we've had that discussion. You know, I happen to have a good relationship with my current therapist. Um, but I have friends that have said, hey, it doesn't work for me. And when it might have just been, well, you weren't communicating to the right human being at the time. And so but you still might value or or gain value from this. And, you know, I you know, we we talk about a variety of different things. And, and I encourage people to go to your website, carecounseling.com and 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 seek help, because sometimes it is just, a, you know, as my friend puts it, to talk to somebody who doesn't have as much skin in the game as you do and your friends do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think I have some good girlfriends and we are good resources for each other. But when it really comes down to it, there's some things that I have to really figure out how to say and sometimes it's very difficult because they're my friends first. And my main thing is I don't want them to hurt, even though there might be different advice or I can't figure out how to articulate it. So it's good to have a third party sometimes. Yeah. And that's what having a quality counselor or therapist in your life can do for you is just talk you through some things or, you know, have that, you know, been there, done that moment for you that maybe your your family and your friends just don't have the same knowledge base. Sure. Well, and talking to our friends is super fun because mm-hmm. they're advocates for us. They right. want us to, they're the people that we can go to and they're going to be like, no, girl, it was them. Right. <laughs> right. But in a counseling relationship, I can be the person that says, let's look at this from both points of view. Right. Let me be devil's advocate for a minute. Let's mm-hmm. see what it looks like from the other side. Too. Right. And so uh, we're going to cover like last time we were in, we do this. So we do those. So we do our, our mom movie reviews. Yeah. So what are you watching and how does it uh, relate back to what we're talking about today? Ambiguous grief and loss. So I told Dr. Hutchinson, cause this is one of her favorite movies. Yes. She is going to be so excited. <laughs> And she's been wanting to talk about it forever, so maybe yes. she'll call in and mm-hmm. give her point of view, too. Right. Um, but Frozen 2. Yes. A movie full of feels. A movie <laughs> full think. of yes. feels. Mm-hmm. And there is so much ambiguous grief and loss in the right. movie. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down three examples that I thought of that were really good examples for ways to explain going this to, to kids. Too. If we were doing something else, I would play our spoiler alert thing out there. If you are going <laughs> to be mad at us because we're spoiling <laughs> Frozen 2, you need to relax and go have some chamomile. So we are about to talk about some things that maybe if you haven't seen it, it'll give away the plot. Just warning you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's go on. So go ahead, Amy. Okay. So the first one that I thought of was um, the North Alder people. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So they suffered a huge sudden grief and loss. There was a huge fight that came out of nowhere and they lost all their freedom, their independence, their ability to like connect with nature because nature suddenly just turned on them. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And that caused them to be very fearful of nature. It caused them to be angry. It caused them to be confused. Right. It caused them to grieve the fact that they might never leave this forest again. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's a good way to talk about it with kids to some extent. It's just saying like they are scared. Yes. They're confused. Like, both parties in this that the soldiers didn't know what was going on either the Arendelle soldiers like no both parties were super confused mm-hmm. and scared right and because they were scared it looked like they were angry at each exactly. other exactly when they were angry at the situation yes. and then that turns into anger at a person yes 
Mm-hmm. So they were projecting their anger onto each other, right? The next one that I thought of was when um, Elsa is coming through and Anna and Olaf want to go with her. And Elsa says, no. no. And she pushes them away. Mm-hmm. And Olaf says, I'm feeling something weird. I'm feeling yes. angry. Right. right? And mm-hmm. Anna's super angry. Right. <laughs> like I was talking about me. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. He was confused and angry. And I think that something that's important to recognize in that moment is when Anna says, no, but wait, you can still feel your hand in mine. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. She brought back something that's consistent and constant. Which is another good thing that we can talk back to our, you know, be, you know mm-hmm. if we're bringing it back to real life, Amy, it's talking about that. You know, we are spending a lot more time with our, our nuclear group than we used to. And so if you don't always have that moment where you're like, I have a lot of emotions and it doesn't come out the way that you plan, there are certain ways that you can deescalate like we did in Frozen 2 just there and go, here's how we can deescalate and try and get back to it. And it's it's okay that we had that moment. It's, you know, you can honor the fact that you had that moment and you had those emotions. And then here's how we come back to how do we continue to work together? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the last one that I definitely thought of was just Anna throughout the movie. Yes. She lost Kristoff at one point. Mm -hmm. She lost Elsa. Mm -hmm. She lost Olaf. Oh, I know. And none of these were expected losses. And she gets up and she sings her 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 beautiful song, (laughs) her ballad, right? And then she says... I can do what's the next right thing. Right. right. What's the next right thing? That's a great question that adults can ask themselves. And I gave too. that movie a lot of credit for that moment because I think, mm. and, and not that we don't have our quote unquote happy ending in that film, but I think that that film more than a lot of films we have showcases that yes, there can be a string of negative things that happen in your life. Um, And you have to, you know, you're waiting for those negative things to stop. But sometimes what the reward is, is that those negative things stop. Mm -hmm. Not there's a pot of gold, like kind of thing. Like we have in a lot of movies is that we go through, you know, trials and tribulations. And then there's an amazing reward. And sometimes, and I think that that kind of sets us up for failure as, as um, you know, emotionally as human beings, because we go, well, we went through all this terrible stuff. Where's my reward that I get? Mm-hmm. And so I just think it gives us unrealistic expectations, which is what we like sometimes in movies. But I just want to know when we're talking to kids, it must be really hard too to go, I get it. All of these things are really impacting you. But sometimes we're just waiting for things to stop, be bad, and then we can be happy that things aren't bad for a while. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that the other thing I love about that is that she even describes her feelings not necessarily as feelings, right? So she says, I'm cold. Mm-hmm. It feels dark, mm-hmm. right? So she's saying exactly how she's feeling. She's sorrowful. She is so sad. Right. But she's saying, it's cold. Mm-hmm. I feel alone. I feel I feel like it's dark. Now, right. Right. So it's it's a great way to say, like, we don't have to necessarily say exactly what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. But we know that those feelings relate to, like, sadness or depression or sorrow or grief. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. See, that's why they need to open those Academy Awards up to different things kind of things. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a very useful film for a lot of us, especially if you're trying to figure out how we're going to articulate this. Not, you know, you know, 
we are not always as emotionally savvy as we would hope. That's just not the reality. You know, like you go, I should be able to do this. I've been adulting for X years. Mm-hmm. I should be better at these things. And we go, nah, maybe not so much. You know, something, you know, and, you know, sometimes things hit you and you're not even sure why they're hitting you. You know, or they, you know, you think you've handled it and it pops back up. I think a lot of us are dealing with that where we, you know, we think that we have overcome a certain aspect of, of especially the changes that we felt since mm-hmm. we'll say we'll start with April and we'll say that, you know, OK, I've been in this. It's, you know, now I've had a few months to do it. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And then you go and then a Tuesday hits you and you're like, I'm not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes grief does come in waves. I know that I saw an illustration at one point that had like a box with a small button on the side. Mm -hmm. It was grief and it had a huge ball and it said, if you put the ball inside of the box, anytime the ball moves, it's going to hit that button and it's going to hurt. Okay. The Mm -hmm. buttons, the buttons representative of pain. Right. Sorry, I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. But anytime the ball moves, it's going to hurt. Right. And then moving forward from there, sometimes the ball gets smaller over time Right. If it hits the button, it's still going to hurt. Right. And so day to day, the ball might be big. The ball might be like a tiny little speck. Mm-hmm. But if it hits the button, it might hurt. Right. And it is interesting the way that 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 ball can change, as you said. So it might be, okay, you've moved on and there's something else to distract you. Or maybe there's something that created like a barrier for a while between the ball and the button. And there was something else that you were addressing or something else that was distracting you. And then when that barrier gets taken away, now you're back in the middle of the whole scenario again. Absolutely. So like anniversaries of death. Right. right? Or anniversaries of the loss that we've experienced. So anytime that I think that for the next several years moving forward, when we look back, we're going to remember the day that I was like furloughed. The day that I was Mm -hmm. left to work from home on my own. Mm -hmm. Right. The day that, you know, we just like, I can't see my friends anymore. Right. Then in certain things like that milestone thing that might have been on your schedule that that canceled. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of people are still grieving all of the events that Mm -hmm. they thought they're going to do. Maybe they had a wedding or a graduation or a major birthday that was coming up and all of those things. You can imagine, oh, I'm going to remember that again. And how am I going to feel then? Yeah, absolutely. And travels out. There's so many things that are just gone right now right they're, right for lack of better terms they're gone they're all gone. they're all mm-hmm. done yeah um so so it's definitely a time to feel those things and to know that they're there and that it's okay that they're there right well when we get back we're going to continue the conversation about ambiguous grief and loss we're also willing to take your calls at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back with amy babcock from care counseling here on the mom show Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Amy Babcock from Care Counseling. Our phone number is 651-641-1071. I'll give out your phone number before we close today, Amy. So I always encourage people to build a relationship with somebody that can help you talk through some of these things, especially with everything that's going on right now. Because, you know, I look at it like... You know, it depends on what, you know, when you hit me during the day, what analogy, what analogy I use. And so I'm going to start with this one is that I, our life right now is very complex, like an onion. And we continually keep peeling and we have such a large onion that the the likelihood of us ever getting through all the layers is is impossible. We are not going to get through all these layers. And so um, it's good to have somebody else talk to you, talk with you about what layer you are on at this moment. And one of the things we were talking about when we're discussing ambiguous grief or the things that you are grieving that people might go, 
Why is that impacting you? And so that, of course, goes through things that we see on the news. Like we brought before, we brought up like if there was some like if you see we'll bring up a celebrity death. If you see a celebrity death in the news, but then one of your friends is highly impacted by that and you don't get it why they might be feeling that sense of loss because there might be another reason although they did not physically know this person you know it may not be somebody that was in their daily life there was a reason why they were highly important to them and that would feel a justifiable sense of loss um and so we were kind of talking about things that are happening right now just even our our community and i think we'd be highly remiss if we did not bring up you know, the fact that we are still reeling from the killing of George Floyd, especially, you know, for this community in general, because it is our home. It is our community. It is a place that people, you know, uh, visited on a regular basis. You know, we have people that live there and walking distance from the location or just to see it constantly on the news. And that that's something that we end up on the national, you know, deus because of something like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that it's, it's interesting the different ways that grief and loss has been processed. We've kind of seen it um, cycle almost, right? And and it's a it's an unfortunate cycle that I think happens, which is why I think it's super great that we can keep this conversation going even today, right? right? So I think there's a cycle where it happens and it's a super terrible, terrible thing, and everyone up uproars and it's mm-hmm. just this rally and we're together, right? Right. And then it slowly loses momentum to some extent, which exactly. is part of the reason it is important to keep it going because mm-hmm. I think it's important to let ourselves in, in, in the midst of ambiguous loss, I think it's important to let ourselves feel the feelings we're feeling. Right. right? And that goes back to frozen too, whether it's like we're angry, we're sad, we're confused, we're scared. Right. I think it's important to let ourselves feel those things in the midst of loss. And the George Floyd killing is a great example of something that was unexpected. Right. That we don't have answers to that is confusing. That's scary. That's difficult. That feels unresolved. Right. I think that's the key mm-hmm. in this situation. It just feels so unresolved. Right. And I'm glad that you brought up the, the feeling of confusion. Cause I think that that's a lot of, Um, people's reality and they weren't expecting that one. Like they could understand why someone in my particular um, scenario would be angry. And you could go, okay, I understand why Miss Shannon is angry or I could understand why somebody, you know, would be sad. But the confusion seems to be the one that people have the most difficult time really navigating. Like, why do I feel confused or how does it come out this way? And how does that make me feel bad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's 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 funny that you say that because I also felt the anger. I right. was just mm-hmm. outraged. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I think that um, it's it's interesting to see because a lot of the people that I talk with have that confusion, mm-hmm. and I think it's just confusion simply of like not knowing or not understanding right. where that comes from. Right. I was told directly, like Amy, you can turn off the news. You can get away from this. Mm-hmm. I can't. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I know mm-hmm. you're right. Right. And it made me feel. That like guilt even, mm-hmm. right? That that white guilt that people yes. are talking about. Right. 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 And so that goes into like all these other areas of confusion and just not understanding. And then part of me is like, I have to know that in this onion that mm-hmm. you were talking about, right? There are layers that I will never understand. Right. As someone who is white. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I can't be angry. <laughs> right. That doesn't mean that I can't feel that unresolved sense of loss. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to give license to people to have all of those emotions mm-hmm. and to figure out a way for you to 
figure out how you're going to deal with it. Because, I mean, just in general, whether we're talking about this particular loss or loss in general, um, it seems, and we brought this up the last time you were on the show, that sometimes our knee-jerk response is we want to feel better so quickly that we don't name or address Mm -hmm. the actual feelings that we are having because of this. We just harbor like we put them in a little box and we go we'll deal with it later and you just try to ignore them and so you wrap them up in whatever you need to wrap them up into and move on when you didn't really give yourself time to process all of those things or to figure out what you can do so back to your previous analogy it'll pop up again oh i compare that to like in cartoons when you see the cartoon characters packing an old-fashioned suitcase and they sit on it and they Right. down and they clasp it yep and then as soon as they get off everything just spills out again, exactly right? it's gonna come mm-hmm. out and it's gonna be an even bigger mess than it was before right 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 yeah. so i mean how do we you know if we're gonna give them just some and we've been giving small ways that you can address this throughout the show but you know in our in our final few minutes how do we start addressing these things like our you know if we're gonna go okay we know what we're dealing with What are some good tips that people can do as they're navigating this loss cycle? Yeah. So like I said, I think it really is genuinely about allowing me to feel those emotions. So saying, I am really, really sad today. Yes. And I, maybe I don't know why. And maybe there's not a why Mm -hmm. and that's okay, but I am sad. Right. And then. Going into, like, I I do love that question from Frozen too, right? What is the next right thing? Exactly. And I think also, what do I currently have control over in my life Mm -hmm. that can help me overcome this? Okay. All right. And if you go, I don't have enough control, like you start picking those things apart. What do we do, you know, next as far as those things go? Yeah. I mean, when we feel like we don't have control, Mm -hmm. there's always something we have control of. right? Right. Okay. I can still get out of bed Mm -hmm. i can still choose to eat yes right Right. i can still choose to say i can spend time with my child Mm -hmm. even if it means that i just sit with them while we watch a movie right okay right so there are little things that are still within our control so even though i'm sad right and that goes back into the conversation that we've had before too about just saying like maybe i can talk to my child about this and say like man you know, mommy's having really big feelings today. Right. For some reason, she's feeling, I'm feeling sad. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in third person. Right. <laughs> for some reason, I'm feeling sad. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And just letting them know, like, you know, I, I'm crying a little bit today. Right. My heart feels really heavy today. My body feels like it doesn't want to move today mm-hmm. because I'm sad. And sometimes when we get sad, that's what happens. And that's okay. But mommy's going to need a little bit more time to do things with you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that that's great, especially if you're trying to figure out ways that are appropriate to um, educate your child on how to deal with these things, too. Because we know with our kids, like, you know, things with my son, they come out diagonal all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going, okay, now what is this really? You know, kind of thing. And it's, and it's difficult for us to even see it. You know, because it's like, okay, or, or how are we modeling, you know, dealing with loss? And so, you know, do we, do you think that when we're, we're talking to, um, when you're speaking with your, your clients and, and, and those things, does it come up often that you want to be strong so you just don't deal with it or you put on a brave face or, you know, I, you know, as, as one of my friend puts it, he gets in his, he's like, well, I just need to buck up. And I'm like, do you, you know? Yeah. Right. I think that 
every well i guess i guess i can't generalize to every therapist right mm-hmm. but a lot of therapists least favorite phrase mm-hmm. is the phrase it is what it is right okay <laughs> right mm-hmm. that's right. one of those things where i say like ah it is what it is but what is it we're avoiding our feelings when we say that gotcha right? okay and so mm-hmm. i always say when, when a client says that to me i always say but what is it right it stinks mm-hmm. it's awful it's sad it's it hurts right like let's say what it is right so I think that it's definitely something that comes up very frequently that we just want to push it down because we feel like pushing it down is easier. Right. But that actually gives it time to fester up and build and build and build. And when it comes back, it's a lot bigger and it's a lot messier. Right. Do you believe that that pushing it down, like when we do that and, and it's just you resign your fact to feeling terrible when often are there ways that we can start to come out of that? Mm, sure. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's something that there's lots of different ways, right? Right. We can practice deep breathing and meditation. Mm-hmm. We can, I, I joke all the time with my husband, anytime we get a package with bubble wrap, I'm like, I'm keeping the bubble wrap. <laughs> Good point. I'm going right? to pop my yes. bubble wrap mm-hmm. when I need like just a small release. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Just little things like that. Definitely there's ways to kind of overcome. And those are like the coping skills and the skills that we can use. To kind of, and I call coping skills or deal with them, like deal with it skills, right? Right. Mm -hmm. This is the situation. How do I deal with it? Right? Right. And each person is going to be different. So some people like the physical releases, like running, exercise, yoga. Mm -hmm. Some people like to have just quiet time, journaling, reading, sitting. Like right. Just being alone. For right. A bit, right. Taking a bath. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> so, glad that you bring up all this, that, that there are a variety of options and that you need to find the option that's right for you. Because I also think that what we do is we go, oh, I heard this is supposed to work. And then if it doesn't work for you, you go, well, I'm wrong. Yes. Instead of going, well, maybe you just didn't find the right thing for you. Or maybe I don't understand what it actually is. Right. Right. So. I think the buzzword is mindfulness and meditation. Maybe we don't understand what that actually looks like. Right. And maybe we don't understand how to actually do it in an effective way. So I think that those things are all super helpful. And I tell people all the time, I'm like Mary Poppins. When you come in my office, I'm Mm going to open my bag. I'm going to pull out a million (laughs) coping skills. Right. And we're going to see which ones work. And we just keep trying things on. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So if one thing doesn't work for you, there's still other options that are out there. So you don't want to give up too soon. Absolutely. Well, Amy, I appreciate you. So what are you going to do with your, your, you know, when you go home, like, what are you, what's your next calming thing with you and your kiddo? Like, what are you going to work on? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. we've been working really hard on just like, hey, be gentle, be gentle. Right. Because my, my son is two, right? Mm-hmm. So we're demonstrating how to be gentle with him. So if he hits us, right. we say, hey, buddy. Right. We need to use gentle hands and we have him give us a high five or a ah, hug. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, good luck with all of that. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy following your journey. We encourage people to get a hold of a counselor. If care counseling is the right place for you, they're very easy to find at carecounseling.com or 612-223-8898. Thanks for joining us on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Keyword mom.